Lady Dons, my sweet ass, funny, independent, top of the year, Coffee Dons. Welcome back to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am your host, Kelsey Dara, and I'm so excited. This is the first episode of the year, I think. If I'm lying, I'm sorry, but I think this is the top of your episode, and I'm so excited to introduce our guest. This is a podcast where we don't, we are absolutely sure we don't know everything, and this is a subject I'm so excited to talk about because we've never had someone like our special guest on before. I'm so excited to introduce Kat Stickler. She is a TikTok star. Star with over 8 million motherfucking followers, bitch. <laughs> she is a comedian and a single hot mom to the gorgeous MK. But the thing I'm actually most excited about, no shade to your daughter, you're a fellow Tampa girl. Are you too? I was raised in Tampa. I've been in LA for 11 years now, but I'm like, that is my identity, is yeah. my tampons, my fellow tamponians. God, I feel that so much. <laughs> when did Kat, welcome to the pod. Thanks. When did you move to LA? I'm just curious. Okay, so I got the fuck. I grew up in Tampa Palm, so like North Tampa, and I went to Freedom High School. I don't know if you know where that is, but I got oh, yeah. the fuck out of there when I was 17. I left early. I got into summer school in college, and then... I tried to do the college thing and I was like, oh, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. No, thank you. So then I moved to New York City and New York City is pretty much as far away from Tampa as you can get in terms of like culture and life. And then I moved to L.A. after that. So I've been in L.A. 11 years. I'm 31. I can't believe it. I feel old as fuck. But this is You're home looking. now. This is home now. Okay. Stop. It's the Botox, baby. It's the Botox. <laughs> it's the season. Um, but you still live in Tampa, huh? I still live in Tampa. Okay, one of my questions for later, but I might as well just ask now. Do you feel like the pressure to be in L.A. or New York or like a big city? Because I low-key have like a very special place in my heart for Tampa. I think it's gorgeous. And now that we've got all the football and the hockey and shit and everyone's winning everything, everyone wants to move down there. But like for business, do you feel like you have to be in one of these big cities? I do. It's like a weird... There's just so much opportunity and like people that you can collab with people like, but I try not to think about it cause it's just not mm. realistic right now in this chapter, but yeah, but I'm Tampa's done good for me so far. So yeah. yeah. And that's a big part of your content that you make is about your family. Like you impersonate your mom and your brother and like, you guys seem very tight oh, yeah. and that's like my family. And I was the only one that left Tampa and I get shit for it all the, <laughs> my whole family still lived there. So I was literally there like two weeks over Thanksgiving and I just don't think I could ever like do that again. Like I would just be afraid of hurting them even further by moving across the country again. But when I was 17, I had no fucking feelings. Do you feel like you guys are just way too tight, like abnormally close? Yeah. Like, and honestly, now that you mentioned it, I can't even imagine. I just thought of going to LA with my family, like going without them wasn't even like in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds actually horrible. Like, what are you talking about? No, they'd be coming with it. Yeah. We're all your family. Would they move? Because it's kind of like Tampa out here. You got the palm trees. You got the weather. You got the beach. I don't oh, I don't know if they would move. I guess it depends how much money I would be making. <laughs> Get them a house or something. I don't know. 
Oh my god, you get one of those like big TikToker houses, but it's just you and your family, <laughs> like just content house. I get totally a room see for it. the baby, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Um, okay, so bitch, you got eight million motherfucking followers on TikTok. That's a lot of people and almost a million on Instagram. Like you yeah. blew the fuck up. <laughs> what? Like I know you've always wanted to do comedy, and as a fellow tampon who came up and wanted to be in comedy and in the business so bad like how has this fucking journey been for you it's been it's been amazing like every year for the past three years has been so like unprecedented it just I don't know what's gonna happen like I'm I'm like okay just sign me up I'm there whatever you got for me world yeah and you're 27 right yes when's your birthday Halloween oh nice wait so that makes you a Scorpio. I was going to say Scorpio and then I got nervous that I was going to be wrong. Um, so yeah, like I, I feel like the pandemic, you're one of those people that were like, yes, the pandemic was very sad, but I'm thriving question mark. Everything is going yeah. pretty thumbs up cat. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life would have been different if it wasn't for COVID. If I'm thinking about it now yeah. in retrospect, like I was a research coordinator at the VA hospital. So I worked with, Oh no way. Yeah. So totally different stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I worked with, um, combat trauma veterans who had PTSD. Um, wow. And it was like a cool research study on TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. Mm -hmm. So it like Mm -hmm. helps, um, with like neurotransmitters and reconnecting neurons and just if, this is basically like if medication just hasn't worked for a lot of people, but I was, I was really into it. I loved it. And then COVID, I got pregnant and Uh then COVID hit. And then I just was home with the baby like every day. And I was like, I gotta do something like I gotta do something. And I loved, yeah. I'd like downloaded TikTok. I was like, I thought I was too old for it. And I thought it was so entertaining. And then, (laughs) and I just started making videos. And what do you think about the content you were making, especially during COVID, that resonated with so many people? Like, what what is it? What's the secret sauce? The secret sauce. Honestly, I have no idea. I feel like <laughs> people are attracted to vulnerability, um, mm-hmm. which I think is so ironic because when I found out I was pregnant, I was so embarrassed because it was unexpected. And I was like the last oh. person you would think would get knocked up, quote unquote. So I was like, oh, my God, yeah, sure. I don't I don't want to go out in public people because you know, at Tampa, you know, everyone and they know you yep. and it's mm-hmm. like, who cares about people from high school if they recognize you? But anyways, um, I think people respond to vulnerability and I think mm-hmm. if you can like tell your story eloquently enough, I think a lot of different people can find something to relate to and they hang on to that. And that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing. So Yeah, I think you represent like a lot of people and a lot of women in a subject that we like don't really talk about, right? Like motherhood. There's like the Instagram moms. I don't know if you follow any of this shit on TikTok. I went down a deep dive, but it's like the white blonde moms of Instagram that all like are from Utah and go to Hawaii all the time. They have the big (laughs) mansions and like the 20 foot Christmas trees. I'm like, yes and I'm just like wait that's supposed to be motherhood like what the (laughs) fuck what am I doing incorrectly and I mean you talked about the pregnancy being unplanned but I'd love to like 
go back to that. And, you know, I'm someone who's, I think my audience would know me as someone who's not anti-kids. I don't think kids really like me. I love my goddaughter. That's probably the only baby that's like, I fuck with her. But I've always been like, if you're not 100% sure, then you're not sure. But you're proving that, like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, can you talk to me a little bit about, like, surprise, motherhood? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was very dramatic when I found out. It was like, because I was... Um, applying to medical school. That's what I was going to do. And then wow. I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it was kind of crazy how everything worked out. But anyways, um, I thought about getting an abortion. Mm. I was like, I don't have to tell anyone. Like my life can mm. be normal again and no one has to know. But mm. I don't know what, I don't know if it's my personality. I like have mm. this big fear of regret and I just didn't want to live my whole life with mm. that regret. And I'm, uh, I know myself and I know that if I'm given a challenge, I will give it like my all and I'll give it everything I have. And even when I wasn't yeah. happy in my marriage and even when it was like mm-hmm. starting to be hard, I was like, I'm still going to give this my all and it's going to be the best it can be. Mm-hmm. Like I was very determined to make it work in every aspect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I maybe... I always felt like something was missing in my life. Like I would go out to like bars and like things and like college and after, and I just be like, mm-hmm. is this it? Like, is this all we're going to do? Like, are you going to try to make out with me? And then we're going to go date a little bit and then we're going to go out <laughs> for drinks, you know, like, it just, yeah. I was like, I want something more. And, um, I just, I guess I just needed a baby. That was a lot more. <laughs> what I asked for. Just a little bit more, just a tiny shift in your entire reality. Like Jesus Christ. What do you think was the biggest shock about motherhood that they don't really tell you or talk about? Okay. So I like had never been depressed. I'm very like Mm. happy. You're pretty fucking bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. And I got (laughs) so like, I was like a shell of the person. I It was like, I didn't even know who it was. And I had, I couldn't like bond with my baby at first. Like, it was weird. It was like the first two weeks. I felt like I was living someone else's life. Like I was like walking around the neighborhood, like in stitches. I'd just given birth, like walking with the baby in a stroller. It's like so weird. And I was in this 600 square foot apartment. Her, her crib was in the kitchen. It was where the dining room table would have been. Not even a dining room table, a little table. And I was like, is this my life now? Like, cause I went from like being a, single girl and like living it up yeah. no worries I was selfish like I would travel like it was just me I had to worry about yeah to like yeah. now all of a sudden I was like oh my god I want to go to Paris like did I really want to go to Paris before <laughs> yeah a little but I've made it this big drama like I can't go now because now I have to take the baby and my bad mom if I don't take her and like what do I do if I just want oh to so gosh. yeah I feel like that caught me off guard and um mm. yeah that that one took me by surprise because I thought I would be like yeah uh, this is amazing. I love it. And it is amazing after I got over that and yeah. got the help and stuff I needed. But that kind of made me, I honestly thought about, did I even make the right decision? Like, wow, cat. Wow. Like yeah. took you this long to figure it out, but you didn't make the right decision. Like can't go back now. So just not good mm. cycle of thoughts. So that's what I was really shocked about. I honestly like applaud the fuck out of you because I think that's such a real thought and like real experience my best friend in the entire world you know my my true soulmate she just had a baby and it's like the first one out of our group and it was you know covid baby same exact thing and she was always like that 
crazy go-getter try and I was so fearful that I was gonna like lose my best friend and nothing fucking changed about her except like everything around her <laughs> changed right. and now right. she's like yeah we can't get on like eight hour flights to meet you guys in Paris but we can still like go to fucking you know New Orleans or Seattle like you know we're still we see them all the fucking time and I'll tell you too it's it's so heartwarming to see someone you love love something something it's a human someone so much like I thought that was all just like serotonin chemicals blah 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 but like holy shit what a special amazing thing and to have a daughter like that (laughs) mother-daughter bond are you just like obsessed now I'm obsessed I'm like it's like you made your own best friend it's super cool (laughs) that's That's like a build a bear factory but a child (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you talked a little bit about like once you got the help you needed and I imagine that came in the form of like your family and friends and you know you're really open about the divorce you went through too and I feel like that's a dash in the ingredient of making a baby and raising a child that you don't plan for and that you see a lot of times people try to stay together for the kids. I'm making air quotes because it's a Blink-182 song. But, like, what about you? And you said you know you, you knew yourself really well. And so I, I assume that probably had a lot to do with it. But what was it that you were like, I know what I need and it ain't this? Um, I feel like everyone has, whether we know it or not, like, our boundary. Like, when this line gets crossed, like, that's it. And I feel like my line got crossed 10 times over, like all at once. Mm. And I was like, and I I did it like judgment free. Like I was like, don't judge yourself. Like, can you see yourself honestly, honestly sacrificing Mm. the rest of your life for her? Would that even Mm. make sense as a sacrifice? Because you want her to be happy, but would she be happy if you're not at your best? And you go like, and like, could you Mm. be at your best if you're not with this like right situation? And Mm. I just kind of have gotten better ever since like the past couple of years growing up and things I've experienced just listening to my intuition and self-awareness. It's just kind of a relieving thing to trust yourself. So mm. that made it a little easier. I, and I even still I mean, have that, my doubts, but yeah, I was gonna say that's a pretty grown ass like thing to, to self-actualize in that experience is that, yeah, you really do just have to trust yourself, right? Like you know yourself better than anyone. And then you've got yeah. this other thing, this like child and knowing that you yeah. prioritize that. And that's, yeah, that's really beautiful. I love what you said. Like you make your own best friend. That's really cute. Cause like your bestie will trust you. Like, you know, your yeah. bestie knows you have best intentions at heart. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the hardest thing about divorce that they don't tell you? Oh my God. Um, honestly, from the little things to the big things, like mm. this sounds so small, but getting groceries was like so hard with a baby, like unloading them. <laughs> and I have an yeah. apartment. So like, Oof. one time I dropped everything. I had like a meltdown in the parking lot. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Um, and it's hard. Like I have a dog. So if the baby would fall asleep, wow. I couldn't walk the dog. And then I didn't know my neighbors. So I was like, do I take the baby with me? It's kind of late. I don't feel safe. It's just little things that you rely on a second party. Um, mm. Also, being aware of your finances. Like, Oof. I had to do that really quick. And, like, mm. I feel like that was always something that made me uncomfortable because I didn't understand it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just make money, but like you do whatever with it. Like I'll just make it. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm like, eh, that, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so being aware with that yeah. and then, you know, when you're – ex or whoever starts seeing someone else and then Mm. I had you know comes in waves healing and I was like standing Mm. picking up my daughter standing in front of this house that we had both picked out like and there Mm. was another girl's car in the driveway and I'm like the door's open Mm. and I see like all the furniture I picked out and I'm like oh a stranger in my own home (laughs) I was like oh my god I like lost it there and then I I held the baby and yeah. It just it's just hard sharing something like that because mm. it's you know, but that's something I wasn't expecting. Mm. So I feel like those things I described those were some moments where I really broke down that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and wow, to to what the point you just said of like it's really hard to share something like Jesus, what a fucking statement because she wouldn't exist without this uh, this second party. You know, know, she wouldn't be who she is. Yeah. But then you're also like, well, you know, it might it might be easier if, <laughs> yeah. you know, how do you reconcile with that? Like, is it a daily conversation with yourself of just like this is... daily, daily, mm. daily? It drives me insane. It's probably something mm. I should talk about more um, online, but I feel like I'm mm. still kind of balancing how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, yeah like someone else posting about your baby and like you haven't even met that person and you're like, I, I, yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. It's constantly telling yourself, you know what, like you said, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that person. And think about it. Like you get a little break, you get a break and you can work on things Mm. and then you can give her your full attention Mm. when she's here. And you know, I mean, I just try to look at everything as a blessing, even if it doesn't feel like it. I mean, that's a special motherfucking superpower. Like, truly, I'm in awe of the fact because when I worked at BuzzFeed, I had to run a a Facebook page that had like, I don't know, six million or something like that. And the pressure I felt to like constantly produce. And this is when Facebook video was really taking off. So it it was a little longer form than TikTok, but just like the constant need to create and keep people happy and keep up with the trends. Like what are women talking about? Like what do millennials want? And I did that for like five years. And now that I've been, I left BuzzFeed what in 2018, Mm -hmm. there's like a lot less people looking at me, which is fine. I'm kind of like, I would rather have this, you know, whatever million following of like really loyal, fucking cool, sexy, intelligent women that like just are my ride or fucking dies. How pray tell how do you handle eight million people and a baby and an ex and a family and you're keeping like gratitude and happiness like I'm like my nibbles are getting hard because I'm just like go bitch go but like are you okay (laughs) no we're waiting for the breakdown no I've had I've had I feel like because like when I break down I let myself break down like it's like it's all good Mm. and I don't like suppress anything and I feel like I try to be Mm. open um but yeah it's so hard sometimes like I even I have goosebumps right now thinking about like giving her up like next weekend I'm like oh god I don't want to do it I don't want to I don't want to drive over there I don't want to see it I don't want to but honestly it's just like don't stop whenever I stop Mm -hmm. and I like bask in something and like Mm. 
it just turns miserable and it's so much worse. Like I just don't stop. Like don't mm. stop. If I'm crying, fine, no. I'll be crying, but I'm going to go do something else and cry. Like I'll Oof. go, but just, just staying in there freaks me out because mm. it's lonely and scary. And I just try to get out of any bad state as fast as I can. I mean, there's something to be said though, that like you've been able to become more successful through more I don't even want to say struggle, but like more change in your life. Right. Like there's something to that though, that the universe maybe was like, listen, we're going to throw a lot of shit your way, but it's nothing you can't handle. And you're stronger than you'll think you are. And you grow. I don't know. I'm, I'm living vicariously through you. I'm like, you've got this though. sis. (laughs) You're doing it. You're providing like, thank you. And TikTok is such a, I'm fucking obsessed. I probably spend way too much time. The confidants know I talk about TikTok every episode in some (laughs) random tangent. Like they're always like, and there it is. The weather is getting warmer. So it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year like uh, premium european linen dresses blouses and shorts from 30 doll hairs washable silk tops timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more the best part all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands i can confirm this i'm actually wearing quince pants right now you are they are so they're they're loose they're breezy these babies have a button a fly drawstring and elastic in the band so i can like i can dress them up i can dress them down yes they are they're the perfect pant for summer and i'm really comfortable as hell in them honestly i am wearing the quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now i know i think it's so cute it does not tarnish it is so comfy and i have sensitive ears so i'm really loving this for my body so get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash kelsey for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns that's q u i n c e dot com slash kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns Quince.com slash Kelsey. But what, tell me about like your process. Like, tell me about what, what do you make? Like, how do you come up with it? Do you have a routine? Like, are there certain amount of like things you, you try to hold yourself accountable to making every week? Like how does one with such a pressured following do so many things? (laughs) I feel like now in this chapter, it's a little different, but the creative process is still the same. Like I'll just write in my notes. Mm. If my mom does something funny, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I think of an idea, it's like a 24 hour. It's just what you think could be good and what you think people would think is funny or make them feel something or, cause I remember one I did, I usually do comedy, but I did kind of a sentimental mm. one with like the Grey's Anatomy mm. monologue in the background. Yes. And I remember watching that episode of Grey's Anatomy and I was like, that I love that, like her like little monologue. I want to, I want to make it. So sometimes it's yeah. just, you know, experiencing it. And then now that I'm kind of seeing someone who's not in the public eye, I'm definitely much mm. more aware of what I mm. post, what I don't. Cause I just, it's different when people talk, you know, about you. Like I chose to be on mm-hmm. a platform, like there's going to be. Um, what's the word? Mm-hmm. Um, the haters. <laughs> yeah. Like the troll, the haters. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah. yeah. And like, that's fine. That's part of, that's part of the platform. Yeah. They get that, but no one else signed up for that. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of seeing what this new chapter is going to look like with content. So. Confidants, my sweet confidants, quick break to tell you it is 2022. It is the year of taking care of ourselves. We have all been through it. So you know what I'm here to talk about? Better help, baby. Better help, my favorite platform, which is an online therapy platform that you can use to get through so many things that are interfering with your happiness. Things like LGBTQIA plus matters, grief, anger, family issues. They got it all. You can be matched with a licensed counselor in under 48 hours and getting therapy started for the new year. Y'all always know I'm saying therapy should be affordable and accessible to everyone and BetterHelp does just that. My new therapist is teaching me EFT technique, which is called emotional freedom technique. I mean, they are just loaded with knowledge. I'm absolutely obsessed with her and I do therapy every single week. And I want you to start living a happier life today, which is why you're going to get 10% off of your first month of therapy when you use code CI. That is 10% off your first month when you use code CI by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. And join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ci and like how the fuck do you like i've seen your man's shoulder or like his face reveal you did like i saw his little lightning jersey and i was like oh my god my people but (laughs) like when i started dating my partner he was in the industry. Like he had been a DJ for 10 years. Like he had his own fans. Like on our first date, a group of girls came up to us and I thought they were going to ask for a picture with me. And they were like, hi, are you Jared? And I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, I had no idea. And I felt like really humbled in that moment, but I was like, oh good. Someone who gets it, who's not afraid to have to like do a vlog or a fucking podcast. Like how are you navigating? Because also you're very new to it. It's only been a few years that you're dealing with yeah. all of this so like how does that conversation even happen <laughs> I feel like it happens I try to make it happen organically because I feel like even in a new relationship regardless if you have a platform on social media or not you kind of figure out each other's what they yes. like what your boundary is what you feel comfortable with what you don't um and even though I have like great ideas and it would be great if I could like throw them yeah. in there and um just asking and like being totally okay with a response and like meaning it. Mm. Like I'll be okay no matter what. Like just let me know what you think. And just mm. when they say no or when they say yes, you're like, all right, no worries. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, but. And time, I bet. Like also yeah. just understanding how the process works and like, you know, it can seem really big and intense and scary, but then I imagine – you know, you're always in the comfort of your home or around family or people you love. And it, it might not seem as scary as time goes by because it's your job now, right? Like this is your full time yeah. ass job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how did telling someone you're dating that you're like a full time content creator go? Because in LA, it's totally normal. But in Tampa, even when I still go home, I'll like go to Peabody's and they'll be like, oh, what do you do out in LA? And I'm like, 
I talk about my pussy a lot <laughs> on the internet and like my mental health breakdowns. Yeah. Oh, totally different world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was kind of organic how it happened because he was um, one of my really good friends. It's her mm. brother. So he kind of, kind ah, of knew about right. me and I kind of knew about him. And then in our first, date I had some girls kind of like come up to me I want to take a picture um and he was like okay do you want me to take the picture he's like <laughs> like adjusting to it yeah oh um, yeah so I think it happened organically in the sense that like I didn't have to be like hey I have a kid hey I'm I'm mm-hmm. getting a divorce I am divorced mm-hmm. I have this platform I do videos um mm-hmm. so that was kind of I was kind of graced with that to be a little more easy, but it still has its moments where it's like, you got to think about things that not everyone has to think about. Yeah. And I imagine too, like it helped that he knew you before, right? Like that you can kind of see, and it sounds like you've grown and really learned so much more about yourself. And that's probably really attractive to someone to see you come out of this, like what some people could consider such a life-changing devastating situation and you're like now nah, bitch I'm better cousin because of it it's like flipping the pancake and the pancake side is like perfect and smooth and sexy and fluffy and like it me I'm good I think I was <laughs> so scared nom, nom, nom. with the divorce I was so scared that people wouldn't want to just see me because my platform was the foundation was this like right marriage and happy. yeah right. and he's like this whole relationship so that was a big trust thing. Like, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. But it was also empowering. Like, oh, mm. yeah. Like, I am. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Like, I literally wake up and I yeah. tell myself that every morning. Like, you can do it. You can do it. So. What time do you get up as a content creator and a mom? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, today on my Insta stories, I got up at 5. Because MK was, like, having nightmares. She would not go to sleep. But then, you know, Aww. yesterday I got up a little later. I try to wake up whenever she wakes up. I don't have like, I'm like looking at YouTube videos because I'm starting my own channel because. Um, oh, mm-hmm. as you should. As yeah. You should. And I'm looking at these morning routines and they're so perfect and they're very regimented and they're very like the same every day. I'm like, I can't. I wish I could, but I can't. Um, so honestly, my it changes every day. Sometimes I wake up at five. Sometimes I wake up at nine. Sometimes I wake up at one and then work a little bit and then go back to bed. Like it's, it's just whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I feel like that's, what's going to keep you successful. Like the second you turn into that, like aesthetic Pinterest motherfucking white girl from Utah in the mansion, <laughs> like the second you get in that level, people are going to be like, nah, I don't think this is what I signed up for. Like, I think keeping authentic, you know, to who you are, right? Like Agreed, that's yeah. going to, keep people what's been like the most surprising part about becoming so huge on like is it the checks is it the people that slide into your dms now is it the you know upgrade in your life like what has it been that is just the most surprising thing about being so recognizable now i think humbling is realizing that you're what you do actually impacts someone like they watch it mm. and how they see you respond after a very public breakup. And like they associate it with, mm. you know, if they're going through something or thinking about leaving mm. something or if they're a single parent or dating again or all that stuff. So mm. it's really humbling. And it also makes me just really aware 
And I talk about like self-awareness and all this stuff and like working on yourself. I feel like this platform has made me do that way more Mm. like every single day consistently just because I don't want to let people down and I want my followers to be proud of me and I want to, you know, my family to be proud of me. So I just try to, I think that's what surprised me. Like I made a difference in your life, even if it's for like 30 seconds, even if it's for like a different perspective shift, it's like a, it's really cool. Like how we can connect as humans. I think it's so cool. What about your family? What do they think of all of this? Because, like, your mom is so fucking cute. It reminds me of so many moms I grew up around, like, in Tampa. And, like, your brother. Like, how – what do they all think? Are they just like, holy shit? (laughs) My mom at first was so scared. She was like, don't do this. You're like – because I'm pretty impulsive. She's like, don't. This is just another phase. Like, don't do it. And then Mm. my parents were both, you know, their older generation. They didn't want me to, Mm -hmm. you know, fail at something or – you know, be disappointed. So I think, you know, work hard silently and let your success make the noise. I think when they saw Mm. that I was okay and I wasn't like, I didn't really need anything from them. I just wanted to show them the good and that Mm. really helped them come in like on board. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah. That's huge. That's like good, good on your parents too. Yeah. You know, like, cause I have to imagine the idea of being like medical school, just getting TikTok was probably like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, for yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when I because we had kind of like a falling out, actually, when I mm. said I was keeping the baby and I was like going to follow through with this. <gasps> wow. And, yeah. So it was um, we reconnected, you know, when she was born and stuff. So that was like oh. super hard for me. And then kind of that's when kind of things started snowballing into more. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that must have been really tough. Like, so hard because you were married, right? Or you yeah, well, I mean, I so yeah, I mean, I just we just started dating, and then he was very uh, active in his church, so we couldn't move in together unless oh, we got married. Wow. So I was like, you know, young me is like, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to get married. Like, I didn't even think about it. So, <laughs> hence the impulsivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's so funny that people like look at each other's lives and they envy it like I had a lot of friends that Mm. were like it was they wanted to get married they wanted kids and I had this whole thing happen to me so fast Mm. and they were like envious like in a like a good way not like you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and then in my mind what I was struggling with that whole time it's so odd like the grass is always greener and nothing is what it looks like it's not what it's right yeah Sure. Oh man. I, I also grew up very active in the Tampa church community and, uh, it, it's intense out there. It's like your whole fucking life or you're like excommunicated and it's, you can't like be a a casual church goer. (laughs) Right. Right. And I'm like, you know, all in or nothing. So I'm like, you know, I got super involved and then boom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Surprise. Um, yeah. But I also feel like down there, that's like, yeah, you know, like I had a ton of friends get pregnant in high school, got married when they were like 18, like day after graduating. Like the South is just different too. And like the culture is just different where I think there's, you know, in LA, I'm in like an open queer relationship and people are like, yes, this is normal. When I go home, I'm like, 
I will not speaketh of my truth because I fear all of you. Like, I just feel like that you're breaking out of that stereotype of what like a Southern, I don't know, Florida girl is or isn't supposed to be. Right. And I feel like also this whole like no sex before marriage kind of thing. Because I remember going to church, it was like I would see people get married so quickly. And I was like, what? Like you just started dating. Um <laughs> But I, I don't know. I mean, they, they get married quick. Like, it's like they lock mm-hmm. it down. Like, mm-hmm. all right. And, and then it, I, it was, is... I was next. Oof. So I'm like, you know, I'm not one to talk. I mean, but again, like you wouldn't be, I think all of that attributes to why what you do is so valued and popular and like why so many people admire you is because you've gone through these things that may or may not be relatable in terms of like the quickness, but you've checked a lot of boxes in your life, you know, and to be so transparent and like behind the scenes of the experience, I think is so important for people. Do you feel that or do you, is it easy, quick to forget? Comes, it depends on the day. Honestly, it depends <laughs> on the day. I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not important. Compare and despair. I'm barely hanging on. And then there's days where I'm like, I am a fucking change maker. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that crazy? I wish like, I wish everyone could be in that state. The one you said, the latter. Mm -hmm. Just like, Mm -hmm. just you really feel like you can do anything. And I feel like the only person against you is yourself at the end of the day. So as cliche as it sounds, like imagine who you would be if you like kept all the promises you made to yourself and like oh no showed up at your best you know and like yeah you really just I don't know I think about that all the time but I do think I mean that that's a like a pretty epic lens to have right like you do a little bit talk about that kind of like self-care like that self-compassion what is like your form I hate the word like self-care but what's your like mental health maintenance do you have, I don't know, a lot of people smoke weed in LA, but I can't. So that's not, I can't oh. relate to that. That's not my like turn down. My turn down is like watching shitty TV. <laughs> okay. That's good. Anything that turns your mind off a little. Um, right. Mine is so, it's kind of gross, but it is what it is. I just sometimes lose, maybe it comes with being a mom. Like I like sometimes forget to shower, brush my hair, wash my face, <laughs> brush my teeth. And it's so simple, but I need to get ready. Like, even like I'm wearing mm. the sweatsuit right now. It's matching. Okay. I brush my teeth. I brush Same, my hair. I'm matching. <laughs> yeah. I feel like so much more put together. Um, yes. That's big self-care for me because that's just like the first thing to go. I'm just like, oh, I don't really need mm. to, you know, and even working out, like not even mm. just going outside and walking, like just moving my body. Mm. It's like, mm. I just try to do all the like classic mm-hmm. things they say, like, you know, meditate. And if I don't meditate, I just sit in the shower and I'm like, okay, close your eyes and just <laughs> think about what you're happy for. I just try to do something every day to just turn off my brain. Wow. I mean, you're doing it. You're for sure doing it in case you needed the reminder today. Um, but wrapping up, what do you hope for like the future? I mean, you mentioned you're starting your YouTube channel, you're crushing it on the talk. Like what else do you see? Or are you like, I ain't trying to manifest shit. I'm just living day by day. (laughs) 
I'm like both of that. I feel like every opportunity that I get, I try to, you know, really show up for it. But I really want to do like, I think movies would be so cool. I just love trying new things. So that would be so cool. Yes. So like we need to get you out there auditioning and like, do you want to write your own shit or are you more? Oh, I'll do whatever. If if they need me to write something, (laughs) I'll write the whole thing. (laughs) Sure. I'm just amazing. I'm ready for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it's, I've experienced in LA, you know, there's a, there's like a way that you get your foot in the door when you have a a following, right? Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I, I'm never going to be famous because I can't get this many followers. And I'm like, it's also a hindrance, right? Because then you get put into this category that like, I'm a content creator. I'm an influencer, like a YouTuber, you know? And it's like, I feel like I'm constantly having to prove myself, but I love what you said earlier where it's like you let your work show and like be the success or however you said a lot more eloquently, but is that kind of what you are, are striving for? Like in the entertainment business is you're kind of like, don't call me a fucking TikToker, or you like, I embrace it, but I'm (laughs) also so many more things. Yes. I embrace it. Like whatever you identify me as fine, fine. I'm just going to like try my best to like do good and no matter what I'm doing. So. Ah, you're so like clear headed and such a happy, great, like what sort of grateful person. Like you got a lot of gratitude and I like that about you. Oh, thanks. Kelsey. Thank you. You're welcome, Kat. <laughs> um, well, thanks for doing this. It was so cool and great to meet you and have this conversation. I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate your no filterness. Um, I think we need more people like out there creating content like that. If for some reason the confidants are not following you, where would you like to be found? Um, so it's Kat Stickler on Instagram and TikTok. Same thing. And your new YouTube channel coming out soon, right? right. When's that going to be ready? (laughs) (laughs) You'll get used to it. I'll try to get that in the new year. That's like... There you go. Yeah. That's that's the the goal. goal. Well, if you ever come out to LA, hit me up. I got some places to show you. I can introduce you to some folks. I know where all the good snacks are. (laughs) Um, But happy new year because it's the new year. So happy new year. year. This is going to be a great year. We should do like a follow-up and see how far we've come in like a year. A year? Oh my God. You're going to be like 16 million. You're going to be like Kelsey who I'm, I have two houses, one in New York, (laughs) one in Miami, one in Los Angeles. I'm just, I can't wait to see where you go next. You're going to crush it. We're excited. That'll that'll be our goal. Yeah. Yes, manifesting that shit right now for us. <laughs> oh, all right, Kat. Thanks so much. Confidants, if you want to rate this five stars, please do it for a New Year's present to me. If it's not five stars, please don't rate it at all because I am sensitive. Speaking of sensitive, the merch is out now. Links below. Don't forget to check out Kat's stuff, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.